This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to the Blurring the Lines podcast. This is episode 113, and I am your host, Peter Nicolaitis. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, Adam Bell. Hey, Peter. You know, when I was putting together the outline, I saw that this was episode 113. It's too bad that our last episode that we recorded wasn't 113 on Friday the 13th. That would have been... <laughs> you know, we probably could have padded it just a little bit. Hey, we, you know? yeah. I, think, I think we could have done that and no one would have noticed. Yeah. <sighs> so. so, yeah. It's, um, I don't know how your uh, last couple of weeks have been. Mine's been kind of interesting. Yes, it has been very interesting. Uh, and for us in IT, I would say borderline hectic, if not <laughs> even a stronger word. I mean, <laughs> chaotic. <laughs> yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty busy for me. Now, I wouldn't say chaotic. Um, I think things have been fairly controlled. Uh, definitely did uh, detect a little bit of a surge in uh, work, though. Mm -hmm. You know, a little bit of an upswing, an uptick, if you would. Yeah. And uh, in case people have no idea what we're talking about, we're talking about the uh, response to COVID-19 and the coronavirus. Yes. So yeah, I got a lot of uh, requests for, hey, we need to suddenly work from home. Mm -hmm. And um, of course, you know, I, I do my best not to get snippy when people all of a sudden are going crazy and demanding things that I've been telling them literally for years that they should be doing. Mm-hmm. It's hard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, and, and you're you're definitely right about that because there are some of our clients that, that we've said you need to we need to get this set up, and you know and they didn't. There were those people, but yep. then I've also got clients right now who people are working from home that they never had any intention or even thought that those people would be working from home. Uh huh. And uh, you know, so there's no way to prepare for that, but. Well, on top of the people that were unprepared that should have been prepared, it's adding up to a big pile of work. <laughs> yeah. So I had uh, one of my largest, well, my two largest clients actually, both, um, you know, said, uh, hey, we need to ramp up. Well, one of them asked, can we do remote access? <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. <laughs> and um, and I said, yes, you can. And as a matter of fact, you know, you don't even need to purchase any additional licensing because they have a fully licensed Sophos UTM, which includes mm -hmm. VPN access out of the box. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's beyond our current scope of work. So we'll charge you for the labor to set it up. But besides that, you know, you're, you're good to go. Good. Um, the other one is a, uh, well, there's a communications company. They somehow, um, you've, 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 you have used LogMeIn, correct? Yes. Um, you remember back in the early days, they had a great free product. Yes. And, and then they added, um, you know, a paid option. Mm -hmm. And then they gradually made the paid options <laughs> mandatory. And then they like every year just 
racked that price up every oh, yeah. Just going up, 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 up. Yeah. And somehow this client has flown under radar and still has access to their free version. I don't even know how that's possible. From like 10 years ago. They're not paying anything for log me in and they've got like 20 users. And Good for I was them. just like, I was like, Good. I'm not saying anything, but you, know, <laughs> you just be prepared. You're going to be on the hook for thousands when they notice you. Yeah. You know? And, um, you know, even if they don't go backwards, they're going to, you know, 20 users or so like that. I think, mm -hmm. I don't know how much that's going to cost these days because yeah. I stopped using it. I, I still use um, log me in, but it's through one of the other providers that we use, which you use also too now because they acquired the provider that I was using. <laughs> <laughs> they both start with a C-O. Yeah. They both start with C-O-N. So. <laughs> they're uh, cons. They're cons. Both of them are. So um, yeah, so, so that was one of them. And then the other one was a manufacturer and it was hilarious because only like two or three weeks ago, their main firewall, because they had not gotten around to buying a second one for failover in case uh -huh. of hardware failure their main one died mm -hmm. um we put in the request we had them overnight expedited a replacement they had it the next day luckily they had their old sonic wall kicking around and for basic routing functionality it was still good to go so yeah. they were all set with that i said okay fine um but I said, okay, so seriously though, what if, you know, supply chain had been impacted for more than a day? What if, and then all of a sudden this COVID-19 thing hits. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so suddenly they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe we do want to buy that secondary firewall. Mm -hmm. So we got that in place and they've been doing um, their uh, uh, VPN access to remote desktop. But they all of a sudden need to buy more remote desktop licenses because last year they bought like five. <laughs> so then they bought 10 yeah. and then they bought five more. And then they remember, they realized when I pointed out to them, these are not concurrent licenses. These are total number of users or devices which are authorized to use that server. So, you know, if you have 50 humans or 50 devices accessing this thing, you need 50 licenses. Not what? even if you only have five at a time. What? Yeah. So, so, so I was like, yeah, that's how this product is licensed. I mean, you don't have to like it. I don't make the rules. I'm just saying. So they had to start buying more licenses and, you know, so there's been some fulfillment stuff there. Mm -hmm. But what was interesting is we came across a bug or, and we don't know what the cause is just yet, but um, with one of my products, with, with the Sophos product, um, their, all of their infrastructure is now in an AWS cloud that we manage for them. Right. And so I told them that, yeah, you know, you've got the, um, uh, the licensing to set your VPN up. Well, problem is for whatever reason, the UTM itself will not talk to the servers in the cloud. So their main firewall, which I was going to be using for authentication. So when you go to log into your VPN, you would say, hey, firewall, I'm Peter, this is my password. The firewall would then talk to the server and say, is this Peter, is this his password? And the server would say, yes. Mm -hmm. That part of the communication is breaking down. The firewall can't talk to the server. Bad. Now, what's weird is every system behind the firewall can talk to the server just fine. But the huh. firewall itself won't. So 
Yeah. You're going to make a local domain controller and hybrid it, aren't you? No. <laughs> I flipped it around because there's no there's no there's no resources behind the firewall anymore that anyone needs. So all I did is I spun up a Debian uh, Linux server, installed OpenVPN server on it, and dropped that right into the Amazon cloud. There you go. So it has local access to things, and boom, they're done. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was just like, that's it. You know, we're done. I'm, I'm not going to even mess with it. Meanwhile, Sophos is still trying to figure out what's going on. And stuff. Yeah. So that's all right, but the urgency is down. Now, the... Yeah, but anyway, it's working now, so I'm I'm happy. But uh, that was that was a little touch and go because you know they got the order all of a sudden. They asked about it, and then the Vermont's governor said, you know, everybody, you're shutting down. And you know, Massachusetts, we led the way. So that that order came out last week or so that you know, essentially all non-essential businesses have to shut down, which they have now, and um, you know, ordered pretty much. Well, we we didn't get ordered to shelter in place. So Massachusetts governor did not order that. And as I suspected, it's because of, it's a civil rights thing. He doesn't believe that he has the authority to order people to not leave their homes. Yeah, I don't think he has the authority. I don't think anybody has the authority, but they can make it, you should really do this, people. They can take away the incentives to leave your home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> By I mean, closing all non-essential businesses. Yeah, bars and entertainment. Play. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That has now happened. That's that's now happened in Massachusetts, Vermont, and New Hampshire. You know, the the three states that I have some kind of daily connection to. So, fun fact: in Tennessee, we had the same things, but restaurants cannot do to-go alcohol. Oh, well, no. oh no. So, I mean, and as you know, I mean, you know enough about the restaurant business, the alcohol is really where you make the money. That's right. Um, so these businesses can provide curbside food, but they can't provide any alcohol. Right. They changed the rule. You can now get curbside alcohol. So you, your favorite Mexican restaurant, they'll also give you a gallon of margarita. One for it. the road. <laughs> yes. What could possibly go wrong? Oh, that's awesome. Because here, you know, what's funny is like our, um, well, I believe our liquor stores are considered essential services. Yeah. And grocery stores here can sell beer. Mm -hmm. So we're good. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs> you know, we can get all the alcohol we want. Pet stores are still open. Uh, you know, so there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that most people are not, I don't think are seriously impacted this. They may be inconvenienced, but we can survive. Yeah. And um, so how about the, um, how's the shortage of uh, supplies and groceries and household stuff in your area? Uh, it, it, it varies. Um, you know, it hasn't been, there have been, the rural cities aren't so bad. Mm -hmm. you no, know, like the the non Nashville. I don't. I mean, I don't have any equivalent. I don't know your area well enough to say a city like yours. But so that I've got Nashville, which is big, and then I've got suburbs of Nashville, yep. and there's more sub supplies in the suburbs than there is in Nashville proper. But then when you get to the cities that are you know counties adjacent, those Kroger's and things like that are much better stocked mm -hmm. um, because people aren't hoarding them as badly. Now we're still having the toilet paper shortage, which is 
just ridiculous. <laughs> the toilet paper is is dumb, but the hand sanitizer is even dumber. Uh huh. Because if I have all the hand sanitizer and you don't have any, you've got dirty hands. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would like I would like you to have clean hands. Have some hand sanitizer, <laughs> or better yet, just use soap and water. Or soap and water. Yeah, whatever. But you know, to to hoard stuff like that is is short sighted. Yep. Oh, short sighted. Really? People? <laughs> yeah. No. It, you know, it's, and it's not just about making a buck. I mean, I guess it is to them. They're about making a buck. But it, it's, you know, if you want everybody to be healthy, you want these healthy supplies available to everybody. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway. Yeah, people don't think like that. <laughs> yeah. People don't think, they're, they're really short-sighted. I mean, and, you know, the, like, the, like I said, those people, you said, you know, clients who never thought anyone would have to work from home, right? <laughs> they never thought it right it's because they never sat down and thought it through mm -hmm. and uh because frankly it's easier to not do that <laughs> yeah. you know it's hard to think mm -hmm. so yeah but um yeah well we uh so so one thing that was interesting that um, new hampshire's governor just put out their order yesterday he ordered the shutdown until may so wow like, yeah like six weeks and massachusetts was two weeks and you know i said that that's gonna you know it's it's gonna be longer than that you know i i think two weeks is just the start and uh i can't see this all blowing over in you know that that short of time but we shall see we shall see yeah well and you know i thought that uh well at least maybe i heard this or was optimistic about it. i thought once the weather moved from cold and dreary to warm and sunny that the the virus would be shorter lived as far as like getting well, on people. I've heard that as a theory, but it's spreading like crazy in Australia. And last I checked right now, it's winter down there. Well, no, but, the winter, but I mean, winter, winter like winter meaning hot, it's summer. Sorry. It's winter here. <laughs> summer there. Okay. Um, so I don't know about that. And Asia, you know, like South Korea, China and stuff. I mean, they're always pretty warm. So, I, I'm not sure, but I think that falls under the, you know, things that we theorize, but we don't know really, because this thing's still only like a couple months old, mm -hmm. you know? So it's really, it's all just, you know, supposition. But. So then, well, before we, we, we mentioned remote access and mm -hmm. uh, I don't want to wait to the nifty on this. So I, we negotiated with, at the 20 to, to buy a whole bunch of licenses of TrueGrid for our clients so that we could get them cheap mm -hmm. and and so we got them so what uh you know a lot of the problems with vpn is there just aren't enough computers because people didn't plan on these people working from home so they don't have a computer for oh, them right i sold a bunch of computers too <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was selling laptops and boy that was hard yeah, there were a lot of there was you know not a lot of uh, of systems out there available. Uh, oh yeah, I've had. I mean, I've been buying computers. I've been buying brands that I would never buy, yep. uh, oh, yeah. and and I've been buying them from sources that I never buy from. Not not that they're bad sources. I just don't choose them. Yep. Like uh, like Newegg. Newegg is a perfectly legitimate business source. I'm not saying anything about them, uh, but I don't use them because that's not my preference. Well, right. 
I now have a new egg account because they had some laptops. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So it's like, I'm, you know, I'm buying from whoever's got laptops and I'm opening accounts with people, whoever I can get these laptops. Yep. So, so that was part of the problem for my clients is they, they didn't have computers. They couldn't get computers for them or their employees have computers, but you can't trust the employees computers and it's a bad practice to put your employees' computers on your network. For now, do, do you get pushback from your customers or when you tell them that, do they just like say, yeah, we don't care? Well, I had, no, I had, no, no, I really didn't. Uh, because oh when I explained to them uh, the risk that they were taking, uh, they, they either one, acknowledged the risk and said they had to take it. Yep but they didn't say they weren't concerned about it. They were well, very- accepting risk is one thing, but that's, that's not the same as disregarding or ignoring the risk. Yeah. So they, you know? my clients acknowledge the risk. So what I found with TrueGrid, it is like log me in, except it's a lockdown version of log me in. Okay. So the user can only, remotely access their computer. They can't send files back and forth. They can't do the printing. They can't do all the full functionality that you can get in a log me in, but yep. they, but it actually, and it actually uses a remote desktop protocol. Uh, so it's fast and it expand, you know, it's not mirroring what's on their computer. It's doing the remote desktop scaling, which right. is really nice. Yeah. Um, and there's other stuff like that, like Bombgar and yeah. hardware appliances that do this sort of thing as well. Mm -hmm. yep. SecureLink is one that we used uh, to do a similar thing uh, at the hospital. That's their preferred you know, remote access solution. Mm -hmm. yeah, so if our listeners are looking for an ability to be able to install on their, because then we could, we could put this on home computers. Yep. It, it didn't matter if it was pro, it didn't matter if it was home, it didn't matter if it was Mac. Now they did have to be up to date because there were some, some people had some old Macs and we just couldn't put it on them because yep. the, you know, it wasn't the supported version because Mac is always in, in the business world. It's a lot, it, there can be complications. And in this case, there was complications. Like well, if you don't meet these requirements, then it won't go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's a Mac? It doesn't matter. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, Macintosh is, you know, like Windows, for instance, has, you know, RDP, remote desktop, and, you know, that's built into it, for instance. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for native operating system support, Mac doesn't have that. You have to, you know, download and install, a, you know, Microsoft or a third party client for something like that. So, yeah. So I was happy with that find. And it, I mean, and we were able to roll it out pretty quickly and it, it ties with Active Directory, which I really like. Mm -hmm. uh, so the users don't have to learn a separate password and it enforces multi-factor authentication. You can't even get in it. So the first thing you do, you set your password and then you set the multi-factor authentication before you can go anywhere else. <laughs> mm -hmm. Good. Brilliant. That's, yeah. I mean, uh, most places that require MFA these days, that's what they'll do, which is good. Some of them will give you like a 14 day grace period, <clears throat> Microsoft. <laughs> so, but um, so that's also interesting too, because as we've discussed, um, the, the hospital uh, has uh, recruited me back. So I'll be resuming work for them. So, uh -huh. uh, April 6th. April 6th. 
if if it's are, are, are you allowed to go? Are you well? You work from home. <laughs> well, there you go. See, this is the interesting discussion that we've had because they said, you know, like you need to come on site, and I said, well, look, I was, you know, working for you guys up till just like six months ago. Do I need to really come back for um, uh, general um, uh, general orientation again? And uh, they said, oh no. And then they said, oh, but you need to get all of your immunizations. You know, we've added some, so you need some updates and you need to do a drug test. It's like, okay, fine. Then it was the day before our governor declared a state of emergency and the lockdown. I said, look, I really don't think it makes sense to have me come on site to, you know, do these drug tests and stuff. And um, luckily, the manager to whom I'm be reporting and working with up there backed me up on this. And he said, look, we don't need this guy to come on site for this test. He's going to be 100% remote anyway. Yeah. And so their occupational medicine uh, you know, team said, okay, you know, you, you've got a waiver. Then, like the day after that was approved, <laughs> they said, oh, but we need new paperwork from you. And you need to come in in person to submit this. I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. like, come on. I can, I can submit all the paperwork you want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right from so here. It was ridiculous though. It's because, you know, it just shows those, like they have these processes, which nobody ever stops to think about. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, if, if these people don't, they're, they have no capability to think outside the box. They're like, no, you have to come on set. I was like, yeah, but you even issued an order saying that nobody but essential staff are even permitted to come on site. Yeah. So how do you, you know? So well, and, and those kind of things like the drug testing, those can be done at a local somewhere r- right where you live. Except those local places are closed. Maybe full of people getting tested for coronavirus. I don't want to go there. <laughs> so there you go. No, oh, but for my you... drug testing, I'm going to pee from six feet away. Okay. Well, no, t- I did actually. That was the last thing I did was I did do my drug test remotely uh, at a local lab here. Uh-huh. And had the results set up to them, but they wanted me to get updated immunizations and TB tests and things. Yeah. And at that point I said, look, can this wait until I actually have to come on site? And yeah, they said, well, if the director of occupational medicine gives a waiver, then yes. And eventually that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) Wow. Oh, so here is an interesting, um, FMLA, the family medical leave act. Is that okay? Yep. So, we have that here in Massachusetts. So right now they are um, they are changing things related to COVID nineteen, and so we have to pay atten- We actually have to pay attention to this because right now it used to be well FMLA stops at companies with fifty employees or less. So I fall under that. I you know I don't have fifty employees, right. so I don't have you know I'm just not as big a not not that big so most of those things don't don't affect me i mean my users have vacation and sick leave and that kind of thing but what they're requiring now there is no limit on the company size they get two weeks sick leave period Mm -hmm. uh, as long as they're a full-time employee okay um they get sick and they get 10 weeks at two-thirds pay 
if they meet the qualifications of, of not being able to work, not being able to telework, not being able to, you know, if it's a child that can't go to school, them not being able to have anybody else do it. So th there are a whole bunch of qualifications that have to happen. And I called my HR person. I said, I said, this is crazy. I said, because my, my company couldn't handle, I said, we could probably do one person, you know, on two third pay for, for 10 weeks mm -hmm. and I'm paying another full-time employee. We yep. could, we could probably make that happen. Yeah. Um, but if I had two people, I'd yeah. be out of business. I'd have to, I'd have to shut the doors so I don't have to. And, and she said, well, you don't have to worry about that because you, you don't qualify. So you're missing the point. This is not about me. There are businesses my size who are going to have qualified people mm -hmm. and they can't afford to pay 10 weeks, even at two thirds pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just thing. And, and they don't think about stuff like that. It's like, you know, they assume that, oh, if you're a business like you and me, then we are both multimillionaires and everyone who's working for us is making minimum wage. Yeah. Yeah. And, we're, and, you know, and, and the truth of it, folks, if you don't own your own business, especially in the, you know, in the early days now, okay. If we're talking about Facebook, JP Morgan chase and, you know, Marriott. Yeah. That, that probably is actually closer to the reality, mm -hmm. but you know, for businesses, for small and micro businesses, you know, that gap between what the owner makes and what the, employees makes it's a lot smaller than what you're thinking <laughs> yeah well and for years my employees got paid more than me yeah because <laughs> like, well, that was before you read profit first right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i mean but i mean there were years i mean as i was growing the business it just the choice was somebody's got to take less, less money I mean, yeah. and it, it just had to be me, either that or the well, business. I'm not going to have employees. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, my employees have never missed a paycheck. Uh, you know, yep. well, they may have had one late because I missed a deadline of getting it in on time, but that's different. <laughs> that's different. <laughs> that's, that was not that we didn't have the money. It's that uh, I was dumb. <laughs> yeah. I did a dumb thing, I but <laughs> sorry, I was dumb. Yep. Sorry. A classic line from Top Gun. Defense Department reports regrets to inform you your sons are dead because they were stupid. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> so I did some, I wanted to know how much, how many people are on the internet. And I was like, I wonder if there's a, a study on that recent. Well, I found one from March 2nd that it was actually just completed March 2nd of this year. Uh, and of course it was, What's that? How many we got? So this is, it's very interesting. So world, world population total is 7.7 .7 billion. The internet users, well, and this was ended in December 2019, is 4.5 billion. So okay. we've got 58% of the population has internet. I did not realize Africa actually has the largest population of internet. No, no. Asia has the largest population of yeah, internet. Users. That doesn't sound right. Uh, Asia's got 2.3 billion and their population is 4.2 billion. So they've got 53%. But there are more, there are more African 
internet users than there are in North America. Because in North America includes Canada. I did not, I did not expect that. <laughs> yeah, I guess I would not have expected that either. Yeah, I mean, in, in percentage of uh, population, the Middle East, well, so penetration, but the, what's interesting in North America, the penet or how many people use it, 94% of North Americans have internet. That's, yeah, I guess I can buy that. Yeah. Now that includes Mexico too. Um, no, they're, they fall in Latin America and, and the Caribbean, which is. Oh, so Mexico's not North America anymore. That's going to make the North, the, the Mexicans happy. Is that, wait a minute. Yes, you're right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah. So 300 or 368 million uh, people with Mexico, United States and Canada. But I mean, in Mexico, um, now what they don't qualify here is what the internet usage is, uh, whether it's a mobile device or a computer, because it's, it doesn't matter. It's just talking about internet. Because in, in Mexico, everybody has a phone and everybody has internet on their phone. Right. And, and most people don't have computers. They go to the library for the computers. Yep. If you need a computer for something. So, yeah. So anyway, the... That was interesting. And then I also wanted to know what has the Zoom and Ring Central and Microsoft, what has the video conferencing software grown? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I use Zoom. We're on Zoom right now. Um, that's just what we use. So on, on Yahoo Finance, which this is about the only thing that Yahoo's good for, is <laughs> the... So uh, when does this article come out? Uh, came out, but it was they're showing it for March, and the Zoom has grown sixty six percent as of you know April or February twenty ninth. Mm -hmm. So that was you know almost a month ago. Yeah, I would bet that's even higher right oh, now. Yeah. 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 No, and it's crazy. So like I'm seeing Zoom. This was one of the things that I wanted to talk about. So uh, the yoga studio where I teach um, and my Krav Maga school are moving to Zoom to teach lessons. Yeah. Because we're not allowed to congregate. I don't know what the restrictions are. When the order first came out in Massachusetts, it was no groups of more than 25 people. Now it's no more than 10. Yeah. So, um, uh, so obviously, you know, no yoga and, and businesses are closed, so you can't go to the yoga studio. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, so what we're doing is we've gone to Zoom and I'm going to be teaching my first class via Zoom tonight. And I've done private, you know, lessons via like FaceTime and stuff one on one. But this will be my first group class tonight. So I'll be setting up home, you know, Studio P here. <laughs> essentially, uh, but, you know, I think it's going to work out pretty well. But what I've been seeing is like across the board, the, the video and audio quality for Zoom has been lower than normal. Like you and I, you're, you're looking really good right now. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, I mean, you know, you always look good. Yeah, you're a good looking guy. But that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, it's um, uh, the, the video quality has been, you know, choppy and stuff. So I don't yeah. know, you, do you do anything when you're in Zoom? Do you like adjust your settings or do you just go with the defaults and things just work? 
I just go with the defaults and it yeah. just works. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was on, you don't look like you're in HD, but you know, I can see, you know, I can see some stubble and I can see a couple of wrinkles, you know, you mm -hmm. know your own business there. <laughs> so, so sparkles in the hair. Sparkles, yes. Oh, did you, in, 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 uh, in, uh, was it enable the, uh, the zoom effects there? So you have like snowflakes and background. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, I think my camera, my webcam is too, uh, too poor quality for that because it's only a 720p ah, HD. So, Mine's a 1.3 megapixel, the one on my, uh, the one in my display that I'm using here. Yeah. Well, my, my Mac but Pro has a good camera and then my good camera's over there. So, but this one's got the, this, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> But so yesterday I was on um, a conference call on a Zoom conference with with Robin Robbins, and there was thirteen. There were thirteen hundred people in the conference, and it was extremely glitchy to start. Uh -huh. But as they well, and what seemed to work better for everybody was when they were. So Robin was trying to call in on the on the phone and be on video what she had to do is go straight to audio on the computer and when did that then it worked fine i mean I, we we do the same thing the for whatever reason the i mean the codecs work with the video and the, the software and it just it works better yep. than if you try to phone call it in yep well so. some of the play, i know like what zoom for instance too is unless was it unless you have the paid version they mm -hmm. uh, they got rid of the dial-in capabilities. Do you have to use internet audio only? Okay. Yeah, but what I've been but um, the the school, my self defense school, they emailed and they asked. Um, um, you know, they like some people were complaining that the video and the audio is choppy. So can we plug in our laptops via Ethernet? Will that help? And I said, I really don't think so. Because, you know, unless you've got an ancient laptop, the wireless I set up for you is doing like 300 or 400 megabits per second. Yeah. Um, so probably thinking that it's in Zoom, given that also every Zoom call <laughs> until today with this one has been horrible quality. Now, mm -hmm. maybe that's a testament to the bandwidth around here, you know, so like what Comcast is able to provide uh, mm -hmm. Boston area people. Um, but I'm on Fios and you're on a fiber service of some sort. You've yeah, got I'm on AT&T. Yeah. I've got AT&T gigabit fiber. Yeah, so you've got gig and I have 300 megabits. But on top of that, I'm on wireless and my wireless is not, you know, well, it should be conceivably it's, you know, like 300 meg. But when I do bandwidth tests, I get like 50 megabits per second or so. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm assuming that I, my, my audio and video quality is relatively decent. So. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, there are sometimes it's weird. Like it'll look like your eye is blinking and it's not. <laughs> the question is like when I'm holding, you know, like a half moon pose, will it look like my, you know, like feet are fluttering or something? <laughs> You just flap your wings and levitate. <laughs> yeah. So to do that, though, in, in the interest of, you know, better um, uh, quality, I bought myself a um, professional grade uh, microphone. Uh-huh. Like a little clip-on thingamabobber here. How are you doing there? Right? So uh -huh. 
I got this and my thought was I was hoping to test it for class today, but uh, I mean for, for this show, but it comes with such a long cable. Like this thing is huge. The, the, the cable I think weighs more than the mic itself. <laughs> so I don't know. This might not, uh, this might not actually work out. <laughs> so, I just, so. I bought a wireless mic here not too long ago either. What do you got? It's a finity or fifthny. Fifthny, finity, fifth. A what? Yeah. But my cable's my cable's pretty long, but not not as long, not as not bad as yours. But the uh, I would say the problem is my uh, my box is much bigger. Look how big this thing is. Yeah, see, I picked one based on a small box, you know, because I didn't want to have to mess with that. So. But I am also not planning on doing yoga while I'm wearing that. Right. So. <laughs> you, yours may, you know, that may work out better. <laughs> so. yeah. Not so much. <laughs> because, yeah, I can just see doing that and getting all dropping the cable and getting all tangled and twisted in it. So. Yeah, and it's got the, huh, okay, so I do have the wireless. Okay, well, I hadn't even pulled it out of the box because I hadn't, I bought it to use it and I haven't used it yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think we're going to record some video this weekend. Well, related to that, um, you know, whenever I'm teaching classes or when I exercise as you know, I like using my Apple watch mm -hmm. and two weeks or so ago, um, I brought my Apple watch into the Apple store for repair uh -huh. on the last day that they were opened before they voluntarily shut all their stores, except in China. Yeah. So then I had to go back and forth with Apple a few times with a couple of different chat sessions and phone calls until finally they said, yes, we'll send you, you know, we can ship it back straight to you. This was after they told me that it had already been shipped back to the store and I wouldn't be able to get it until the store opened again. Uh -huh. Got home today. Guess what was waiting on my doorstep? Apple Watch. Apple Cheers. Watch. <laughs> So I'll be able to have my timer for tonight's class, which ironically I realized after the fact I don't need because it's a more of an active flow class than a yin class. Okay. <laughs> but I will be able to go for a run after this podcast and use that for tracking the exercise again. So. Yeah. Cause I did. Um, so I've got, I mean, I've still got my Fitbit charge too, and, and I'm going to keep using it till it dies and it is getting closer to dying because like the face around it shows like stress fractures along it and, and it, but it still hasn't died. It still just keeps working and I'm, you know, it's still holding a charge. I mean, so I can't, I mean, I can't get rid of something that's still good and still working and still uh, relevant. You know, it's not like I'm running a windows XP watch. I mean, it's still, getting updates and everything. But I was thinking today, you know, I couldn't track anything. Like I ran today um, and I could track the mileage, but I couldn't track my path or any of that stuff. Right. That was the only thing that I couldn't track because I didn't want to take my phone with me. And I don't, I don't have a, a an arm holster or something to, to wear while I run because I don't normally run. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a runner's belt uh -huh. the reason and it, and it does fit my you know iPhone 11 it fits in there but the reason I got it was so that I can carry 20 ounces of water with me yeah in yeah, the last that's... couple of weeks I've been using it to carry my phone 
So I'm kind of curious though, because I've been using um, what used to be Runtastic and is now the Adidas Run app. Mm -hmm. I've been using that and I'm kind of curious to just do that and see how it compares to the Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. Comparing what it estimates because it's not tracking your heartbeat, you know. Yeah. It, like it knows my age and my weight, and it knows how fast I go and how many steps I've taken, mm -hmm. and you know, and GPS, you know, stuff like that. So I'm kind of curious to do a side by side comparison because yesterday I did a run. I did, you know, I did 10k, and um, normally when I run, I usually burn about 100 calories per mile, you know. Mm -hmm give or take. And, you know, which normally at my normal pace, you know, around 10 minutes or so. So you can say about 600 calories an hour. Yeah. And yesterday I went for just about an hour and it's like, oh yeah, 800 and some odd calories. And it's like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't think that means what you think it means. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. I ran 2.2 miles today. Well, and I, I really could have run longer, but that's all the longer I wanted to run. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you go, if you're going to judge it by how long you want to run. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I actually, I felt pretty good. I, I probably could have, I probably could have easily run three miles and because I, I mean, we run in CrossFit. We just don't typically run like what you're running. Yeah. So we'll do, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll end up running a mile or two, but it's in between, you know, right. 400s and 800s at a time. You know, if we run four 800s, well, okay, that's two miles. Yeah. Yep. So, so yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. What else we got? <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to ask you, I mean, what is your community doing to prevent isolation? Uh, and, you know, like. Now, we, when you say community, are we talking residential area or are we talking like my yoga community, for example? Both. I mean, because we've got, we, in today, we've got plenty of communities. Gotcha. So mm -hmm. uh, for me, like yoga uh, wise, we're offering classes online. Mm -hmm. And also the Yoga Alliance, which we've discussed before on this podcast a few times, the certification body that exists. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, they have been hosting now biweekly uh, sanghas, you know, basically conferences coming together and, you know, having some teachers and sometimes one of my, actually one of my teachers, a Swami who taught during my 200 hour training was on the first one. Mm -hmm. And it's really just, you know, so far the ones I've been on, it's just a bunch of people who practice yoga getting together to kind of, you know, offer some tips, talk shop, check in, see how you're doing kind of thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's been kind of nice. Um, so I have sent out emails to all of my students and tell, told them, for instance, um, that I've dropped my rates for private online classes. So, you know, it, it's a steep discount. And, um, you know, so that's that. But um, my, my girlfriend and I, um, she has this playing card game called Munchkin. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, the original was essentially an extremely boiled down lightweight version of Dungeons and Dragons uh, with cards, with playing cards. So, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, if you've never played a complicated so she, role so playing she's game. she's nerdy and attractive? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you won the lottery. Oh yeah, we watched uh, one of the Lord of the Rings movies last night and the night before. 
<laughs> and she also likes the John Wick movies. And uh, we're going to start watching Westworld and Picard. And we just finished The Mandalorian. Nice. So, I mean, my wife's nerdy. And she's not, she's not completely nerdy. Mm -hmm. But she's, she's pretty well in, in the other side. One thing is like, so she had this game called Munchkin. And so it's like I was saying, it essentially boils Dungeons and Dragons down into like four steps. Kick in the door, kill the <laughs> monsters, lo loot the treasure and level up and win the game. Oh, and you can also like stab your enemies in the back or your, your friends. And so it's just a, you know, a fun little playing, you know, playing card game. Um, so the, um, the thing I like is that the, um, um, publishers take into effect or into account the, uh, in, in the rules, things that people always do. Like, you know, if you whine enough, you might gain extra credit or you can, you know, bribe the game master with pizza and stuff like that. And they say like, after, you know, um, you have killed a monster, you will wait a reasonable amount of time, uh, which is determined, uh, you know, or, or defined as 2.6 seconds, at which point yeah. the monster is dead. And, you know, so they have like funny little things like that. So on their website, they have rules for playing the card game over the internet. Now it's not uh -huh. an online game. There's no version of this game that I've been able to find online. But what you do is you have your camera and your friend has their camera and you just have your cameras positioned so you can see each other's cards. Oh yeah, yeah. And you just kind of like track things. And they're like, well, what if you have to swap cards or something? And they're like, you'll figure it out. <laughs> and these are like, on. it's not an official rule, but it's on their official forum. And the moderators made it a sticky post at the top of the forums. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so they're condoning, you know, like, yeah, just figure it out. It's fine. Just figure it out. You can do well, it. I ordered myself a copy of the game today with the intention of loaning that to some friends because like all my friends seem to know the game but only one of them has it so i figured the more people have it then the you know we can actually play a game over the internet so i think that'll be fun can you get it on amazon absolutely that's, that's, where, I just, that's where i ordered mine nice yeah so if you want to order a copy of that it's a fun game the pro the trick is my girlfriend and i can't play it ourselves you need three players Oh, yeah. Or more, three to six. So the first time we did it, we played, and um, her, her older cat played as well. And we just took turns playing the cat each time. So, so one time, did you get the deluxe kit? Is that what you got? I bought the deluxe kit. She's got the regular one. But okay. the nice, and the nice thing is, other than the expansion, so there's like expansion packs. Those are not standalone games. But there are standalone games. There's like the superhero version. There's mm -hmm. a zombies version. There's a Western version. They all are compatible. So you can be playing the Western version and I can be playing the fantasy version. And my friends up in Vermont could be playing the zombies version and we can all play the same game. It oh, all that's cool. Yeah. Because if I have a super powerful wizard, you could also have an equally super powerful cowboy. <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> so, so if you're interested, Pick up a copy and let's play a game online because I think this could help me weather this storm. <laughs> we can invite Will Wheaton to play. There you go. He, and he probably would. He probably would <laughs> if he's not busy. If he's not busy and he's not already playing. So yep. I should have it by Sunday. There you go. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Good. 
Cool. Uh, very good. Then, no. so yeah. other than that, I mean, you know, isolation, I'm still, I'm getting out. I'm doing my regular exercise. I mean, it's 60 and sunny today, so I'm going to go outside, but mm -hmm. I'm still socially distant. Yeah. You know, so, but it doesn't feel that bad. I mean, you know, my girlfriend and I are spending a lot. We, we spent pretty much every day together during the holidays between Christmas and New Year's and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so we've spent extended periods of time together, but it's like, you know, we're like every day now. And so, you know, it's like every now and then it's like, you know, I'm going to be at my house for the afternoon. Like I'm okay with that. I can use a little <laughs> bit of alone time, you know, myself. That's, that's, that's fine. But I'm looking forward to seeing her again tonight too. So yeah, the cats are keeping me occupied. So <laughs> Yeah, I'm an introvert by nature, so my I get I get re-energized by being away from people. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> so I I I've never been I've never been alone. I mean, as far as like you know, I'm by myself, but uh, I'm not lonely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I miss I miss my wife. I like my wife being around. I like my girls. I like being around them. Uh, so you married her for a reason, right? Yeah, married her for a reason. Uh, but, <laughs> but I can I can be by myself, and and it it doesn't like eat at me or get to me, right? So uh, like I really just got to be around people. But so my neighbors, uh, I live in a pretty big neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just a big neighborhood, and so we are walking, walk, you know, just doing our evening walk, and our neighbors had created a ring in in one of the driveways and they they said we're doing six at six it's a six o'clock happy hour with six foot distances between everybody sitting in their lawn chairs <laughs> drinking <laughs> i'm like that's awesome that sounds cool <laughs> <laughs> sounds cool let's do happy hour <laughs> yep. i mean that's the kind of thing we could do here at my place because i know two or three of the neighbors here in my condo, they would absolutely do that. Yeah. Except one of them is in Florida, and the others, I don't know where they are. And well, and I'm at my girlfriend's house all the time. So yeah. But, yeah, we'd have to do. I'd have to put put something in the rolling cooler and take it down there because it's too far. I mean, if you're gonna sit there and drink, I can't drive over there. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, wait, wait. Sure, it's Tennessee. Uh, yeah. I hear that the government is l like lower or, uh, you know, easing all kinds of restrictions. You sure they didn't? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, well, yeah. You, you're allowed to drive drunk 300 feet from your house. I mean, come on. <laughs> sure. Well, if you stay on private property and you have 300 feet of land, you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not down at the farm, but yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, and then my CrossFit class, we're kind of doing like what you, uh, just, we're just, people are getting together to work out yep. some and people are also saying what they're doing for their workout in their garage or wherever. Like I've been doing, you know, my Monday through Wednesday, I did yoga because I worked last week I was off and I spent all my time working at the farm. Well, I did all kinds of hard labor. I needed to stretch. I yep. needed to hard labor <laughs> yeah so it was it was nice to uh, do yoga for three days i was like yep. ah, i feel almost normal again <laughs> <sighs>
Yep. Well, I mean, you know, and that's the thing is I've been doing yoga again and, uh, you know, with, uh, with work resuming, you know, at the hospital, I've was saying like, you know, my extended vacation that I've been on quote unquote, without that large contract, it's yeah. about to come to an end. But, uh, you know, I've still been doing, I didn't do any yesterday, but like I said, I ran 10 K yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I'm teaching a yoga class tonight. No, that's not, that's not true. I took a yoga class last night. Um, I didn't do any the day before, okay. um, you know, but I'm still doing a yoga class mostly every day and still getting plenty of exercise. Uh, so mm-hmm. that hasn't really changed, so, you know, being cooped up inside. Luckily we're not actually ordered to stay cooped up inside. <laughs> yeah. Go outside, just keep your distance. from. Yeah. So do you want to talk about the nifty? The nifty. (laughs) Bad USB. Oh, the attacks. (laughs) I didn't even get that. I didn't get the, uh, I didn't even get an email notification from you that you had shared the show notes with me today. So I didn't see. I did it yesterday. Yeah. I wonder if that went into my spam folder. Have you noticed that recently? Um, No, I don't see it anywhere. Um, that uh, Gmail has been blocking a lot more. Do you guys, do you have any clients on G Suite? Uh, I do, uh, but a lot of them are being moved to Office 365 at this point. Right. I've been seeing a lot more false positives mm-hmm. in G Suite, you know, blocking stuff. But no, I don't even have an email from you on that. Uh, for That's that, interesting. That so I didn't see the nifty until just now, literally. So it's, it's, it's actually not very nifty. It is nifty if you think about it. <laughs> attacker. If you're an attacker. So what they did is they sent a nice envelope from Best Buy. They took Best Buy's logo and coloring and and, and it looks just like a Best Buy gift card that somebody got. And within it was a USB key from Best Buy saying, you know, thank you or whatever with our, with our compliments, enjoy. And you take that USB key out, you plug it into your computer. doesn't seem to do anything, but what's happening is it is running a PowerShell. It's actually taking control of your keyboard with a virtual mm-hmm. keyboard and then mm-hmm. starts typing in PowerShell things to get it going. And then it starts downloading more PowerShell things to it to be able to give them more control and more information and uh, just end up taking over your whole computer. Now this isn't new. I mean, this has been happening for a long time, but you know, it's, it's way slicker than it used to be. I thought about, you know, I actually thought about using that as a marketing campaign of putting it together. Yeah. And, and if they put the USB key in, it pops up and says, we could have you, just hacked you. You, We just could have hacked you. You need to call us and you need to let us teach you how to use your computer right. <laughs> yeah. So, because I don't think, I mean, that's not illegal to do, to, to do nothing harmful, but right. like to actually hack somebody and then say, Call me and we'll fix yeah, it. For yeah, you. That's, the, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the, definitely not where you cross the line. <laughs> uh, right there, that was it, huh? That was it. That's when you cross the line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, using real ransomware as a marketing opportunity. Yes. <laughs> that's that's it, huh? I have to I have to go with bad idea on that one. Bad idea. Okay. Okay. Well, yep. I'm gonna trust you on that one. Yep. Yep. Good idea. <laughs> so, 
let's just agree to disagree. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, brother, we're terrible. <laughs> All right. Anything else for today? No, I think it was a good episode. I think we should uh, we should probably put a put a bow on that. So uh, yeah, listener, if you uh, have some feedback, if you've got novel ways of dealing with COVID nineteen and seclusion, or if you have any technology questions or problems, and Adam or I are able to help you with that, by all means. Or you know, if you need an online yoga instructor, got you covered there too. Um, you can reach us at uh, blurringthelinespodcast.com. There's a contact form if you fill it out. Um, the response will get sent to both me and Adam. Um, assuming G Suite doesn't filter it out, uh, I might get it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm uh, at Nicolaitis, and uh, Adam is at Sublime Comp. And on that note, Adam, would you like to? Big red button. Big red button. You didn't even say push the. <laughs> to contact either us or our guests, visit blurringthelinespodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast. And leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.